Hello, Dexter Morgan fans, and welcome to the Dexter New Blood Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Reynolds, writer and producer of the Showtime original series, Dexter, and now the new Showtime special event series, Dexter New Blood. Tonight, we're discussing Dexter's double life with a few of the folks who thought they had him figured out, and some of them even did figure him out. Uh, his fellow law enforcement colleagues at the Miami Metro Homicide Department. Um, I am so excited to have these cats in here. They were the best ever. Uh, let's start up. Joining me is Jennifer Carpenter, who everyone knows is Dexter's sister, and Miami PD Detective Deborah Morgan. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are so excited to have you here. Yeah, yeah. David Zayas, who played Sergeant Angel Batista. Didn't he make lieutenant? Didn't he make lieutenant? Oh, that's right. That's right. He made lieutenant. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. (laughs) In my head, you're always a detective, man. I know. I know. Uh, That is correct. Lieutenant Angel Batista, the heart and soul of Miami Metro, a lot of people said, you know, uh, when when they talk about the show. Uh, And then, oh my God, here he is in the flesh, Eric King, who played Sergeant James Dokes. Yes. Yes. Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, joining us soon will be Desmond Harrington, who played Detective Joey Quinn, uh, partner with uh, Angel Batista. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the old days. I just want to start with, like, what was it like just hanging out in the uh, Miami Metro homicide department? Because there, there was just so much of the show happened inside that inside that room where all of where all of you guys were on camera almost all the time. Um, like before the office, we were the office, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to just t- talk about like what that was like being in Miami Metro Homicide and working alongside each other and being these people? You know, I would have to say this, Scott, beyond just hanging out as, as the characters, yeah. it was a joy to hang out with the actors. Yeah. To, to start this project together, to do the pilot together, not knowing where it was going to go, not knowing what it was going to become, right? The juggernaut that it was going to become. Just hanging out with this, this crew here <laughs> put a smile on my face. So, you know, the extension, of course, is to go into the set to work as the characters to discover those relationships. But it all stems from this relationship. And I'm just grateful to see my guys and my ladies, my peoples. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing that, uh, that I remember that grabs me is how colorful the set was like yeah. the show the show itself has the most amazing colors where my granddaughter watching it for the first time when she was like six years old she just loved the colors of it she goes look how colorful it is and it was a great that was a great way to do it and then hanging out on set and off set with uh with really family it becomes a family you know, and and you really care, and you, and you love these people that you're working with, and um, it it was just uh, I always felt warm when I when I was on set with with everybody, you know, and uh, and I learned a lot from everybody, and it was just a a wonderful time, you know. Yeah, I think spending all that time in the bullpen, what we called it, um, 
it just fed the show. A lot of times, you know, there'd be a turnaround where it's going to take 30 minutes and I would opt to stay there because that's our, our crew became our family and they, they, we know everything about their business and you all know absolutely everything about mine. And, um, (laughs) you know, what's funny is I did a a show after Dexter, uh, called Limitless and I was looking at a file you know, and it was all of our Dexter props. It was all of our Dexter paperwork. I found a letter that I had handwritten to to some character. They had bought our truck to use as their (laughs) office files and things. It was so wild. That's crazy. I know. I was transported back and felt like, this stuff is precious. What's it doing here? (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. What a nice full circle moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like just for a quick moment, of like, wait a second, who am I this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I being typecast? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you you had all of the detectives and uh, you know how many after homicide in one section, and then over in in this one section, you had the blood spatter walls with Dexter Morgan, Michael C. Hall playing Dexter Morgan, with the blood all over the walls, and he sort of has in this sort of like prime spot where he's overwatching everybody. He gets to see, you know, the set was sort of designed that way, but he gets to see what everybody's up to at all times. Um, Dexter, as uh, a forensic analyst for Miami PD, uh, was it the perfect cover for this guy? You know, I mean, for Dokes, I'm not so sure, but... Uh. <laughs> right, I mean, of course it was a perfect cover for everybody else. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but for Dokes, I, I think, yeah, I think it was... Uh, I think it was actually a metaphor, the fact that he was all over the place and was able to figure things out. And I think it really pissed Dokes off that (laughs) Dexter was always one step ahead. How does he fucking know so much is what he used to say to him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, Uh, and, you know, he's like a pit. I've said before, he's like a pit bull with looking for a bone. You know, he wasn't going to let the bone go. So, you know, of course, it, it, uh, it, it was to his demise. But, you know, that's who he was. Very righteous man. You know, I think that, um, you know, the one thing, and and this is a testament to the writers, Mm. um, the way Dexter was written, um, he was never really uh, 100% this way or 100% that way. He kind of just, you know, fit in Mm. when it was necessary for him to fit in. And then he detached when it was necessary to detach. And he did it so seamless that it wasn't really... uh, something that everybody was saying, why is Dexter acting so weird? He acted the way he always acted. I mean, there was a lot of weird people in our show. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you get Masuka, you get, yeah. there was always, there's always, everybody's got their strange way of, of being. And when you're in an environment of law enforcement, there is a, um, you know, a, a, an automatic trust in a certain way that, you know, the person you're working with in law enforcement is not a serial killer. You know, it's just yeah. something that you just ex- something that you just accept. Yeah. You know, and so um, the writers just kept uh, kept that story going and didn't really commit him too much here or there. And I think that's what made it believable all eight years. Yeah. Again, it's a testament to the writing, but you know, of course, I left early on. Yeah. But I'm, I was confronted constantly with fans in the street who loved Dexter and were coming after me. <laughs> right? It's like, you're, this dude, you, you're going to end up empty. This yeah. dude is not offering yeah. you what you want. You're imbuing upon Dexter, this hero, 
right? Yeah. But he's not going to show up for you the way you <laughs> want him to show up, right? But but that was actually the beauty of the show. I just kept thinking, I ain't the serial killer, MFs. I ain't the serial killer. I ain't no, killing it, nobody. In any other movie, you're the hero. Yeah, it's, exactly. the, it's the cop who's working in the thing and no one believes him and he's going to exactly. find out the truth. <laughs> exactly. And in many ways, I think Dexter was the, in my opinion, it ushered in that sort of whole anti-hero hero. Do you know that people were rooting for this, you know, this bad guy, yeah. you know, uh, and you knew that, you know, the righteous guy was going to have to go along the side. He had to Dexter Dose had to go for the show to continue the way it was going or the character had to lose his integrity. And I'm glad I was able to and the writers were able to help me maintain that. So I appreciate that uh, with Jennifer. Yes. Um, talking about like uh, Deb being on the force. And a sort of like brother-sister relationship. Um, it was amazing. First of all, let's just talk about like season one, even that first episode where you want to just talk about this drive that she had and how this was sort of connected with her brother. Not only, not only you know, with a cop dad and all the things mm -hmm. that comes with that, but how at the beginning she just, you know, she just wanted to solve things and be a part of this and sort of live up to the live up to her brother and live up to her father and how sort of like mm -hmm. jumpy she sort of was and unsure of herself and how much she sort of leaned on Dexter and how that relationship sort of changes over the course. It's a big, that's a big question, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. That journey is amazing. It's one of my favorite things of the yeah. show. Well, that's, yeah, you all wrote it. Um, it's, it, it is amazing. And, and your tone, like the up tone of it is like, it speaks to it. Like it's a positive thing and it is positive that she was so driven, but when you think about where all of that comes from, I mean, I think she was dealing with massive abandonment issues from her father, abandoning her to take care of this broken bird. And <laughs> I think that her aggressive attack on trying to excel in that world that wasn't her own, but was inherited, um, was driven by that, was driven by her need to connect with something or someone, which was, as we all know now, an impossible venture. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough being friends with psychopaths or it's siblings. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> impossible. Another thing that was also really fun as the show went on was this um, this drive to go after the same killers. The way that Dexter wanted to go after these killers to do his own thing to sort of satisfy his dark urges, and then we had Mommy Metro Homicide, which. Uh, nine times out of ten was doing it out of a sense of justice and a sense of goodness and a sense of righteousness. You know, um, I want to talk just. A, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how that felt on the show uh, and and dealing with it. It, it's just, it goes under that, that that performance thing, right? Of uh, you know the truth of what's really going on, but you have to sort of fake it all this time, but and make that seem real. I feel like uh, Dexter was always sort of introducing himself to people. And you know how uh -huh. people work very hard to show you their, their best self early on in a relationship, whatever the relationship may be? I think that's what he was in the practice of. So it's almost like you wanted to smack him in the back of the head and be like, where are you? You know, why aren't do, do your job? You're, you know, it, it, uh, it was a nice, um, it, it made it look like he was, had a handicap when really he was um, fully, fully functioning. In his malfunction. <laughs> yeah, yeah also, I think, Jen, I think well said because I think for Dokes, those were some of the clues. Where is yeah. that space? 
where are you going in that space? You freaked hard. Where are you going? Right. <laughs> and then the fact that he was so smart kept throwing dokes off. Do you know? So I think that's a very well said, Jen, that, uh, that, oh, that, that it created some space for us, for the other characters to imbue qualities onto him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it always felt to me like um, uh, Dexter would just open the door a little bit and then we all would just squeeze in there. And, and, and say, yo, what's up? You know, and, and he, would, he would respond, but he would always try to keep that door a little bit closed and not let his entire self be seen or be known. And we were always intruding into that space. Um, and I think that that, um, that balance got better every year. And, and so I, I always found it interesting how he can still be kind of detached, but yet we would be intrusive. In, yeah. in his world, which kind of he had to learn how to deal with that and be who he is at the same time. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about, let's dig into that a little bit. Because every single one of you, uh, of your characters, uh, all sort of tweaked about something about Dexter and thought something darker or worse was going on. The first one, of course, being Dokes. So you want to talk about just that that season of uh, season two of Dexter when what it was like just digging into Dexter and eventually ending up in a cabin in the woods. Well, I mean, I, it was clear that it was, there, there was an inevitability that something was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, when, when I try to think it through as an actor, you know, the producers were so, so gracious to pull me in and have a conversation with me so that I understood, you know, so I understood that there was a trajectory for the character and for him to authentically be himself, he had to find something. You can't go seven seasons going, I'm watching you, motherfucker, and not find something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, okay, that's boring, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, th th those last couple of episodes were an, a, a beautiful homage to, to Dose's journey with Dexter, but it was clear he had to find something. Yeah. And I was actually... It was it, it was it was heartening to know that it wasn't Dexter that was going to kill him, and a lot of yeah. people in the street still thinks that think that Dexter killed Dokes, and that's not what happened. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was brilliant. It was brilliant as for writers, you know, you know, fell on Lila's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we couldn't we couldn't let Dexter do that. It felt like no, that, would, that would be it would have broken his it would have broken his code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we had to, we got there eventually, but it took it took a long, long time. Um, yeah. One of my favorite moments, is, I have a couple with you, but the breaking into Dexter's apartment mm. and f finding the blood slides. Yeah. Um, you just want to talk about that day? And, you know, it was a simple sort of setup, but it was, uh, it was thrilling. I remember people freaking out uh, yeah. during that sequence. Well, just to be in that space, and I think I've been to the door before, if I remember, but to be inside of the space was, you know, dokes rubbing his hands together like, oh, shit. <laughs> This is it. I mean, he's a detective, right? So yeah. I'm in the space now. So, you know, it was, uh, I think it was for the actor, for the character, for the audience, that yeah. moment of finding the slides, forget about it. Yeah. Beautiful writing. <laughs> but, you know, I also, I also actor. think, I also think that the way you set up Dokes, because um, he, you know, Dokes had a dark past also, mm. yeah. and you showed that. So when, when the time came, like, for example, that storyline where he shoots uh, somebody and, and I realized that he's, you know, 
am I supposed to lie for him? Right. Am I supposed to, you know, and, and that he never really revealed who he was to the rest of us. So it turns out the rest of the characters, for me, at least for me, I trusted Dokes a lot less than I trusted Dexter. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and it was like the way that was set up. So when it came out that they were suspecting Dokes, you know, in the second season, yeah. I was like, oh, it makes sense. To, to, but these, it makes sense, you know, the he way he was it. acting and the way. Yeah. So it, that kind of threw off the scent of anyone suspecting Dexter of anything because it went all to Dokes. And, uh, and I found that really, uh, really interesting. Thank you, David, for your work. Your work in that, in that, in that whole arc, brother. I appreciate you. You oh, and Jonathan. It was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, what was it like for you? Um, you know, uh, I, I want to call you Batista Zayas. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, a lot throughout the show, it felt like Batista, uh, as a character, uh, was a close friend with Dexter Morgan. Right. There was a lot of times when they talked to each other about. They'd ask advice. He'd ask advice of him and ask him what he thinks about this and about that. And what's it like to sort of play? Because there's two two questions here, sort of, and this is for all of you. Uh, what's it like to play uh, against someone who you who in you've read the script, you know that he's a serial killer, but you got you can't play it that way. You have to play the truth of the moment between these two. And then right. also, and this is for everybody, that sort of strange times that happen when. Dexter's voiceover is happening, <laughs> you know, because there's unnatural pauses that you guys have to sort of just let happen. The first couple of seasons, yeah, that we would go hang out. We would, it would, it would we would like, you know, we were good friends. Yeah. And then as the, and I, I believe, I don't know, I'm just guessing that it was like, wait a second, let's not make this relationship so tight because then we're gonna have to make some hard choices as we're yeah. writing this show. So I think after the first couple of seasons, um, I, it, it started, I mean, on occasion, we would get together and he would ask for advice or I would ask him for advice and yeah. that, oh, that developed, but that had to, I think, slow down so that we can keep the momentum of the show. That was, that was my take on it, you know? Yeah, for sure, I mean, on our end, from the writer's end, yeah, there, we had to have them start wondering what is up with Dexter. You know, right. there's something going on here, just exactly. because people would have to start to notice. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Then you had your own sort of thanks to your wife, then ex-wife, uh, oh. running with Dexter. You want to talk a little bit about that? The the journey of Dexter as friend to did this guy? What's this guy been up to? Yes, I mean, like like, like I was just saying, you know, when. There were moments that I feel if Batista would have investigated further, it, it would have revealed some things that maybe would not sit well with him. Yeah. And I think that that character purposely avoided that because of the love and the respect he had for both Dexter and Deborah, you know, because, yeah. you know, he, he, he loved them both. And, and it, was, it was something that, it's, it's very easy to ignore certain things if it's inconvenient for you. Yeah. If, it's, if it doesn't, if it's going to cause a lot of pain for yourself and a lot of doubt and a lot of doubt that I've just spent eight years and I've been fooled for eight years. There are moments that you discover that if you, if you investigate further, then the truth will be revealed and then you have to take action. And I think uh, a Batista avoided a lot of those moments 
You know, Again, and, it goes and, to that heart of that guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah led with his heart. In the final episode of season eight, uh, there is a moment where we're, we're questioning uh, Desmond and I, uh, uh, Joey Quinn and I, uh, and Batista are questioning Dexter. And and there was a moment, and you know, you you when you when you're familiar with the character and you got the character in your soul and in your blood, you discover moments at the moment that you're doing it. Yeah. And sometimes you could catch it, sometimes you don't. But it, there was a moment where we looked, Desmond and I looked at each other after uh, Dexter stabbed that uh, the guy in the neck. Uh, forgot yeah. the character's name. And then we're questioning him, why did you go in there? Why? And his answers were not satisfactory. And there was a moment where I looked at Desmond and I said, I think he's, I think he killed him. But we're so far in and we're so far invested in that relationship. Like in real life, when you have cops that work together for years and then one is discovered to be taking money or taking drugs, the other cop has a, it's not as easy as I'm turning you in. Yep. Because you've created that kind of bond. And uh, there was a moment in season eight when I'm like, oh, okay, I, I, I think I know the truth, but I'm not going to go there. Yeah. It was all, you know, wrapped up in what happened to, to Jennifer's character. And, yes. You know, yeah. she's laying and it, it, everybody was feeling that. Yeah. The next person to like really dig into Dexter, I think was you, Desmond, wasn't it? Like uh, after... With Joey Quinn, it was after um, it was after yeah. season four when we punched everybody in the stomach with the death of Rita. Uh, no, and it was, Joey I Quinn mean, huh? wasn't it? Wasn't it earlier? That, like I kind of stumbled into him because he saw me stealing money. Oh, that's season, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. See, that was season four, I think. Right? Yeah. How yep, do you yep, all yep. remember the show? I just I don't remember <laughs> anything. Well, as. Uh, <laughs> As he was speaking, as Dokes was, Jesus, Dokes, Eric was speaking, I, 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 uh, I was like, how the hell did I get into it? And I was like, yeah, he saw me stealing money. I tried to offer yep. him the tickets and it really bothered me that he wouldn't accept these dolphin tickets from me that I right. offered him for his like silence and seeing me do that. You know, it was like I was focused on Dexter and like what yep. he was doing, but it like it was used or it became the thing to sort of pull me off of Dexter was yeah. my interest in her, yeah. my interest in Jennifer or Deborah, whatever the fuck. So yeah, it worked for the show. It was and it was fun. Like I suspected yeah. him of doing, of, of being a part of this, and I was and he was he was clear on it, and then just kind of. This relationship with Deborah started, and it sort of pulled his head away, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and it's also it was it was Deborah's belief in in her brother that yeah. sort of helped yeah. that out a lot, you know. Yeah, Jennifer uh, as Deborah Morgan uh, had like the the really truly did find out what Dexter was. You want to talk a little bit about that journey? I think, and it got so so intense <laughs> with the uh, the things that that she started to figure out about her feelings with Dexter. I guess, what was it like, A, to uh, find out what Dexter was? Because we, we played right up to the edge a couple times. Like, um, wasn't it the end of season f- five? Was it the Lumen season? I'm not going to be able to help you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with the season. I, I, but, I, you know, I do, I do think one thing I can say about that is, um, you know, 
Deb had written a story about who her brother was and 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 what their relationship was and um and he held status in her life and in many people's lives she thought and i think that um you know when she found out that he was a serial killer then it shifted to if i lose him i, I am i am alone in the world I am alone yeah. in the world that, and, and, the, and to me, I, I've, the world has been exposed to me in a way where I know there are serial killers and evil people, and I don't want to be alone here. So then, it, then the new way into playing such a, I mean, morally, I mean, I, I think my character had character. I think yeah. my character wanted to put bracelets on his character. Yes. And I think that it was more about Okay, I will focus on his potential. I will assume he is also interested in seeing his potential. I will assume that he is not a stranger to shame. You know that he is. Yeah. He, that he has a beating heart and a and a and a and a moving soul. And I was wrong about those things. And that's why it's so hard sometimes to to talk about this show or listen to people talk about this show or even in the fanship of the show, sometimes I'm like, wake up, <laughs> wake up. It's the magic of <laughs> texture. Know? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 We I all guess. sort of read into him the things, which is what everybody on this show did. They, you read into they, yeah. these characters, read into him the things that they wanted to, to see, you know, even things within themselves. I think one of the most important moments of the entire series for Deborah Morgan was at the hospital. Well, first of all, the ambulance ride from when she'd been shot to the hospital with Joey. Um, and then once she was there, when she finally told him she loved him and he didn't hear it. Yeah. And then yeah. Dexter shortly thereafter did his best to say, I love you, and was trying to cry, oh, that's but him. couldn't. And it's just so sad that, you know, you, you, someone, <laughs> who, who is it that has, I think it's like Wayne Dyer who says you are what you see, you, you see, what you see, you be, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, man, if only she had just shifted her head and turned her focus to Joey. That night was a nightmare. <laughs> I would see her and I would just remember thinking like, I wanted to know what she said. I wanted, and my, I would just start bawling every fucking time. Excuse my language. I would just start bawling. Like I was a mess. Like the next day, my <laughs> eyes were bugged out, you know? Going back to this world again, that's where I started. I, I took Deborah back down to the bottom of the ocean and I started right there. Wow. And it was like this ascension to get to the light which turns out to be the snow, but maybe, maybe that's where my, that's mm. where love is again. You know, that's where yeah. eternal love is again. I love that metaphor. What a beautiful metaphor, Jen. But it's sitting here and like, I mean, I know your listeners can't see, but I can see each and every one of the people on this podcast. And I, I, I it is, I'm just as always, of course, but like, I'm, it's just like rolling thunder of emotion here. Like yeah. I just see your all's faces and I'm immediately triggered. There's real love between all of us. There's real love. That's right. I mean, yeah. we spent more time together than we did with our families, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, it's eight yeah. years. Eight yeah. years, yeah. 
it was too much and not enough. You know, like there's nothing I wouldn't, it's that, it's that relationship David keeps talking about. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I would never leave you behind, you know? And that was always, it was always, a, that was why it was always like, no matter how powerful the plug you carry is, you'll know, if you plug it into to Dexter, you'll, it will always zap everything you have. It never puts back. And that's why, that's why I said too much and not never enough. Like by the end of eight years, it was like, okay, I'm going to go take care of myself for a little yeah. while <laughs> and quit <laughs> pouring it on. And then we pulled you back in. Kind of. <laughs> in the, in, in the, this new relationship. It yeah. wasn't an all access pass though. Working with all of you, it was a dream. I look forward to be able to do it again. Um, Thank you all for coming on the show and, and uh, doing this with us and, and remembering all the great times that we had together and, and all the amazing things we were able to do on Dexter. Um, and that's, so that's a, a thank you, Eric and Jennifer and David and Desmond for taking time out. Uh, I know you guys all have busy lives. Uh, Eric, you got a play coming up, right? I do. Yeah, I'm co-producing a play called Thoughts of a Colored Man on Broadway. Opens at Golden at the right. Golden Theater. Nice. Right. So awesome. please come, everybody. Come yes. check it out. Thank you, Scott, for for reminding the the audience. As uh, the first preview was October the first, and the show opens October thirty first. So thank you. That's going to be great. And well, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Listen every Tuesday and subscribe to the Dexter New Blood wrap up wherever you get your podcasts, and watch Dexter New Blood Sunday starting November seventh only on Showtime. Thanks, guys. This is great. Thank you. Love you all.